Our second scripture reading tonight is the one that stands at the very center of Christmas. It's the story as told in Luke's Gospel, chapter 2, verses 1 to 20. It's the story of the birth of Jesus. Even if you've heard it before, listen again, and may God's word be made new for you tonight. Listen. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration that was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged, and who, he was, and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in bands of cloth, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Now in the same region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what was told to them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. And Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, just as it had been told to them. And this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good afternoon once again, almost good evening. The ushers would like you to know we have the lights at half light. Do you like it? It's a nice mood. It's a good mood in here tonight. It's great to be with you on this Christmas Eve service. If you're new or visiting today, I'm so glad you're with us. If you're back again, a welcome. Hi to those worshiping online or listening to the sermon podcast later in the week, as always. I saw a picture that was making the rounds recently on social media, and it was, a, it was about um, Kevin, the character from Home Alone. You remember him? Raise your hand. How many of you have seen Home Alone, the movie? Holiday classic for a reason. So if you remember this story, Kevin was accidentally left home alone by the rest of his family in this movie as they hurried out for a trip to Europe at Christmas time. And Kevin, we remember, has, is a little kid, but he has to learn to take care of himself, to do the grocery shopping, and to defend his house from burglars, right? So this is what this picture said. It said, eight-year-old Kevin McAllister was left home for three days, and he still made it to church. So yes, you can make it to church this Sunday. <laughs> Did you see that? 
And I only share that with you today because you made it to church. Good job. I only share it with love, not shame. Good job making it here. I know what it's like to get your calendar in order and your schedule together to try and make Christmas, and especially the spiritual aspect of Christmas, the, the part where we focus on, on Christ as he's born to us, to let that be a part of your Christmas celebration this year. It isn't always easy. A couple of years ago, my daughter gave me a gift that she had made. It's, it was this jar, and it's a stress jar. I don't know who told her I was stressed, but maybe kids understand things better than we realize. And the stress jar is mostly filled with water, but it's also filled with glitter. So when you turn it upside down, the glitter floats. And the season leading up to today, which in the church we call Advent, and a lot of other people just call December, it can be really full. It can be really busy with all kinds of bits and pieces floating around in your life things that are on your to-do list, your social calendar, more responsibilities and expectations, unfulfilled, unfinished projects, and things on your mind than you really are able to deal with. And all those little bits of glitter, they just float all around. But then finally, in this jar, and finally, here tonight, things settle in. And as the old hymn puts it, all is calm, all is bright. You may not quite feel that way tonight as you settle into this Christmas service, on this holy and beautiful night, to sing and pray to give thanks to God for the good gift of Jesus. As you listen again to the story of his birth, which we celebrate, but as you do, things start to clear up. There's a preacher named Will Willimon who um, once was asked to summarize the gospel in seven words. And this is what he said. God refuses to be God without us. God wants to be with us. Emmanuel, God, Jesus who was born, is God coming into our lives. God refuses to be God without us. The story of Mary and Joseph from long ago, long ago as it's told in Luke's gospel, is, a, is told in a way we can almost see. Can you picture it? It includes a couple on their long journey. We think of Mary riding a donkey. Well, she was probably walking. They arrived in Bethlehem, not alone, but with, other, with crowds of other people. Everyone was told to go by the Roman Empire to their hometown. They were holding a census so that everyone had to return to their home where their family was from so they could register to be counted, to be taxed. This is the way of empires. While they were there, they didn't stay in a hotel or in a, a comfortable home, but they found space where the animals were kept. It could have been kind of a downstairs or a side yard connected to, an, to a house. It was certainly a humble space for the birth of the one who was to be called the Son of God and the Prince of Peace and the light of the world. Jesus was placed in a manger when he was born. The manger is like a feeding trough for animals. It's a place where they go to get their food. And there's great sort of symbolic meaning in this story. Jesus is the bread of life, the one who fills us, who satisfies our longings. I wonder tonight on this Christmas Eve, what's the longing or desire of your heart as you enter into this holy night? 
What's the prayer you want to bring to Jesus this year for yourself or for your family or maybe for our world? How do you look with hope for what God might do? How God would meet us even in, in times like these? On Christmas Eve, we are invited to gather around this scene with the shepherds who are out in the fields keeping watch over their flocks by night, with the Holy Family to gather again and wonder about this birth, to ask what does it mean and what does it mean for us. So I want to tell you a story tonight. Uh, it was in the news recently, and it's about a sheep. Um, and for all the kids who are here tonight, please help me out. What sound does a sheep make? They were quick on the trigger with that. They were ready. Thank you. Um, so in Scotland, there was this sheep that somehow fell down a cliff over 800 feet high. It was about two years ago. It fell down this cliff, down, 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 and it got stuck on a little piece of land between the ocean on one side and the giant cliff on the other, and it was stuck there. And the sheep, people started calling it Fiona. And... It was stuck down there for two years by itself, and CBS News and other um, places around the world started calling it the loneliest sheep in the world. Isn't that sad? Sheep are social animals. They live in, herd, in herds with other sheep. They're used to being around others, but this one sheep, which fell down the cliff and got stuck, it was far from home. And some sea kayakers, some people on sea kayaks, went by um, one time, and they saw that sheep there, and it was bleeding at them. And they kept going. And then they came by another time, a month later, and the same sheep was stuck on that same little piece of land, and they wondered, what's going on with this little sheep? So they called the, the local mountain rescue team, and, and they said, there's a sheep, and it's stuck on the cliff. Can you go and save it? And the mountain rescue team said, we're sorry, we only save people. Okay. So they called the, the local Scottish SPCA, and SPCA stands for Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. But they said, we're sorry, no one is being cruel to this sheep. No one's treating it badly. It's just stuck out there by itself. There's nothing we can do. So finally, a, just, just this recently, in the last month or so, a group of five farmers decided to mount a rescue mission. And you can imagine these five farmers getting around to plan their rescue mission. I'm not going to do a Scottish voice. Oh, no, sorry, it's too much. You can imagine them thinking about how are we going to get this sheep? How are we going to get it off of this little piece? So they, um, they brought an ATV, and they got a winch, and they had to winch this animal out. They climbed down the, sh the, the, the cliff, and they brought a giant canvas bag, and they cut out a hole for the sheep's mouth like this. They got the sheep in, and then they winched her up, 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 all the way up the cliff. And it wasn't easy because after two years of living on this little piece of land, the sheep had been eating grass all day and never exercising, and it was over 200 pounds. Okay? And then they sheared the sheep, the wool, they cut it off, and it had over 20 pounds of wool just coming off of it. And I'm telling you the story about the world's loneliest sheep Oh, he's so cute, or she's so cute. You can Google it if you want. Go home and Google it after this. But I'm telling you because it says something to us about the good news of Christmas. What does it mean or matter that Jesus was born? Why do the angels go to those shepherds in the field and tell them all about it? 
Why do the wise men and wise women, from what we saw today, show up later with their gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh? The Christmas story is a rescue story. And it's about the way that we, like sheep, have fallen off a cliff. And we, like sheep, have lost our way. And we, like sheep, have gotten cut off from the rest of the herd, from life as it's meant to be. We're cut off from our relationships and our lives, and we're stuck. And I don't know the way you're feeling tonight as you kind of come into this Christmas Eve or what you're dealing with as you walk into church today, but I'll bet at some point along the way you have felt a little bit like that sheep. Like things weren't the way they were supposed to be. You know, you were stuck somewhere that you wished you could get out of, but, but you couldn't. couldn't figure it out. The good news of the birth of Jesus is that God will go to any lengths to help us. God will come near to us, not to abandon us to our own devices. God doesn't act like the mountain rescue team and say, we don't, I don't save that sort of creature. God doesn't act like the SBCA and say, nobody's harming them. It's probably their own fault. God comes to where we are. In Jesus, God enters this world of pain, of injustice, a world of war and fear, hurts and loss, worries. God's love and care comes around us like a canvas bag with a hole cut out in the front so we can breathe and scoops us up and picks us up and lifts us up and saves us. This Christmas Eve, as you hear this good news again that Jesus is born, his birth is a rescue story. God comes to where we are to save us by his love. And as you go out into this night to celebrate and into tomorrow, my prayer is that the glitter in your jar will just calm down, settle down a little bit for one night or one day that you would put down your fears and your worries, the ones you brought in here with you tonight. Lay them down at the feet of the, of the, of the Christ child as he's born this night, as he's born to save. God bless you, you lonely sheep. Welcome back. Welcome home. Merry Christmas. Amen.